0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Socially Distant, where the future's uncertain and the end is always near. I'm your host, Alex Weber, and I'm joined once again by my good friend and (laughs) co-host.
1: Nirvana Water, Positively Pure. Hi, I'm Richie Oliver, and if you wanted a nice glass of pure water to enjoy with your coronavirus, try Nirvana. Naturally Green, Positively Pure natural spring water. Each bottle is a half liter. A half fucking liter for water? Yes.
0: So, uh, we're now taking sponsorship applications for the show, and Mm -hmm. if you do, that's kind of a little snippet of what of what you'll get.
1: Yes, if you sponsor us, uh, you also get access to my premium Snapchat.
0: And my OnlyFans, which you know. (laughs) So,
1: like... (laughs) Some random PR guy at like NordVPN, dude. I don't. Know, why, is it, why am I getting pictures of this random guy's feet?
0: <laughs> I love how you pick NordVPN too. <laughs> yeah, I was. Just... Just, I was just watching some videos this morning where like three out of the five sponsors were like, "This video is sponsored by NordVPN."
1: NordVPN and Squarespace yeah. is a big one. I watch one of my favorite video series and YouTubers is uh was it uh, David Baumgardner? Have mm. you ever watched him? He restores paintings. Ooh. And he narrates them, and it, but each ep- each episode's like an hour long, and I love it. I'll just sit, and I'll play in the background of work, and I'll just zone out and just fucking rock it. I rock it with my socket.
0: Nice. <clears throat> so, before we get into sort of the news of the day, Bunza um, we have to address the fact and let everyone know that. While this is, I think, technically episode seven, we tried to record <laughs> an episode seven yes. on Saturday night. And I'm sorry. No, no, it's it's totally fine. These things happen. Um, I got a little, I got a little drunky poo. Both Richie and I were consuming uh, some adult beverages, alcohol, during the course of the show, and uh-huh. it was going pretty well. And then I got a phone call from my mom, which I had to pick up, which. Understandable, you know. Yeah, world's a fucked up place. I'm you gotta call your
1: style. mom when she an- when she calls you. You gotta answer it.
0: Yeah. So I thought it was gonna be a quick call. This call <laughs> lasted twenty minutes.
1: <laughs> well, yes, yeah, she's your mom. I don't
0: care. And so you're Rich- gonna
1: talk to your mom when your mom
0: calls. So Richie tried to like just talk for a little bit, and then he was just like, "We could just cut this out," and then sat there yes. in silence for like fifteen minutes. <clears throat> So then I came and then back-
1: at one point I just started just kind of singing "Girl
0: for Me" Panina for like five whole minutes. So then I come back from the phone call, and the rest of that episode was really good. And so like the situation behind it sucks because that would have been a really fun episode. But again, shit happens. So what happened was what was it? Your battery died on your microphone?
1: Yes, the battery in my the batteries in my microphone ran out. Yeah. And I mean. I was using it fine before, and then I was just like, "Nope, fuck you. But now I've discovered I can just plug it in. It accepts AC power. <laughs> and I did not think of it at the time because I just discovered it out. But I, have, I now have a co- constant power source running into my microphone. Good. So we will not deal with that shit again. Yes. Um,
0: Hooray. And so while it is unfortunate that we did lose most of that episode because it was a funny one. Um, oh, it was really funny. We do have, like, the beginning part, and the beginning part I had some moments that were kind of funny. I played little snippets of One Week by Bare Naked Ladies, so, like, I changed in our, like, filing system for where I have all the audio. I have episode 6.5, so, like, maybe we'll just drop that Ooh, out a little bit. Ooh,
1: that could be cool, because it's, it, it's, 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 it's Ben. It, 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 it's, 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 and we did. We did talk
0: about that remix too.
1: On it's been one week since you looked at me. So
0: there's that. Hooray! So this is episode seven. Technically, yes. I guess episode eight, but episode seven because now we have six point five. Yay! Um, so that'll come out sometime. Mm-hmm. And again, we are on YouTube at the moment. All we have on YouTube is the lost episode, so that one between three and five that was lost, and then I believe episode six. That was the one with Cody, right? Was episode yes, six? yeah. So we have mm-hmm. the lost episode and six on YouTube.
1: Can you believe um, we're already doing? We're already on our seventh episode of this podcast.
0: Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, yeah. And that's why I played one week when we did the last the last one because I thought it was gonna be the seventh episode. So you know, seven oh, seven okay. days seven days makes one week. Um,
1: seven days is I That's my uh, sting. He has a song called Seven Days, and it's in five four. Ooh. Seven days is how she wrong. That's my sting impression. You don't know what that man I'm know she gave to me.
0: Um, she gave to me. So. Those two episodes are on our YouTube. There's... Mm -hmm. The other episodes are on SoundCloud minus episode three because I had to pull episode three off. It's kind of a shit show because um, Glenn, you know Glenn, our friend Glenn. Glenn Stockton. Yes, he DM'd me on Twitter the other day. He was like, yo, where the fuck are episodes (laughs) three and four? And I was like, whoa, man, all right, here's four, the lost episode. I'll get you three soon. Um, Oh, damn. Because I have to bring the audio and the cover photo into premiere turn it into like a video file so i could put it on youtube mm-hmm. i really wish you could just upload like an mp3 file to youtube and then they'd just be like use this photo as you know i know they have a
1: creator function where you could probably do that
0: i'll have to look into it i tried just <coughs> uploading it once and it didn't work but oh yeah um and that's just kind of a time crunch or a time suck and I did figure out how to get longer videos on there. We were originally mm-hmm. limited to 15 minutes. I just had to confirm mm-hmm. the account. Um, so despite the fact that it does take a little bit to get that going, I now have some more time to do it because as mm-hmm. of... Um, let me Let me get an exact time of deceased here. As of 10.22 this morning, I was put on a temporary furlough at my job.
1: Oh. oh. Yeah. No.
0: I thought I was safe, dude. Um, no. Because I got the pay cut a couple weeks ago. And that day, my boss was like, oh, yeah, there's going to be some cuts and then salary adjustments. So, like, just be prepared. And I was like, fuck, if I lose my job, I'm going to shit myself. But then I just got a pay cut, so I'm like, "All right, sure, it's a pay mm-hmm. cut, but that's fine." But then today, I um, I sat in on a like a video call with some other another department at like ten o'clock. It was wrapping up around ten twenty. I saw my <laughs> boss was calling me, mm-hmm. so I picked it up because I thought he had like work to give me. So I'm like, "Hey Ian, how's it going?" He goes, "Oh, you know, it's it's okay." Um, and then I learned that I uh, they're doing a second round furloughs and I did not make the cut and that what did or what helped with that was that he was just like they're doing this across the entire company like from people who just started to like executive people and then it has nothing to do with performance or anything it's just Mm -hmm. you know because the company that I work for is they get all the revenue from events with people and they can't do those right now. Exactly, they're sort of sol for the time being and they might get like they might have their shit offset for like a couple months after this boils over because you know events need to get rescheduled and all that but so yep um yeah so as of this morning i i guess technically lost my job even though it's there for me once this ends
1: Mm -hmm. the good part is is that it's there yeah you have a job and it's there
0: that's super i like the fact that he was, like, your position is super important to, like, the team that I work on. So it's, like, they're not going to just go, oh, yeah, well, fuck them. Mm-hmm. We can go on without him moving forward entirely. They want me back after this. Exactly. Which is super nice. And mm-hmm. he said it was going to be, like, 60 days, I think, which I guess isn't terrible. I mean, it's still pretty shitty. Um but I gotta get, I gotta talk to another person at my company and, you know, get more shit in writing. But so, uh, now I get to just experience this whole thing with a bunch of other people who just got laid off. Oh, man,
1: that's crazy.
0: So, I get paid tomorrow, mm-hmm. which is, which is nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and that's with, that's a paycheck with the, the pay cut. And, um, then I guess they're going to give me a little one-time stipend, I guess, as sort of a, like, yo, this sucks, sorry, here's some money. Um, okay. And then they're going to tell me how do I can file for unemployment, so I'm going to have to do oh, that. Oh, goodness, yep. Um, but what my boss was saying is I think, like, the maximum for unemployment's like, 30 weeks or something, mm-hmm. or that's what they've... They found with other people that just went on furlough in the first round. It's like 30 weeks. So 30 weeks, they're estimating six. That's totally fine. Yeah. Um, I think the amount that you get paid weekly is dependent on your like salary, I think. Mm-hmm. I have to look into yep, it more. Yeah, it is. Um, mm-hmm. but the no- salary
1: plus expenses and things like that.
0: Yeah. So the number that he gave me that was like a quick estimate of what I would get weekly on unemployment, um, believe it or not, is actually like just like 22 to $25 more than what I would be making weekly with the pay cut. Um, oh, okay. So if that actually, if everything works out and I get that number, I would be fine because then I could, you know, like pay for bills and rent and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, although I was talking to our friend Megan today and she was like, yeah, I'm just like not going to pay my bills. Cause like they can't take me to collections. So like, I'll just pay rent and fuck them. And I'm like, Wish I knew that before I paid my phone bill this morning it's95 dollars down the fucking drain. <laughs> oh man um, but yeah so this is gonna be quite the uh, quite the experience and we get mm-hmm. to catalog this entire process on the show, which I think is pretty oh, interesting. Yeah. that would um, be
1: pretty cool to do.
0: yeah so definitely shitty news, but it could be a hell of a lot worse. And exactly and
1: you, you gotta you gotta love what you have right now
0: yeah and especially you know again i have a job to go back to super thankful for that mm-hmm. if all of the financial stuff goes to what i'm estimating it will be i will be you know fine because mm-hmm. i can at least afford to like stay here and live mm-hmm. um so just i i mean i don't know what I'm, <laughs> i don't know what yeah. the fuck i'm gonna do for six weeks <laughs>
1: Right exactly. that's gonna be the hard part i'm gonna make to a to I might
0: just start making surrealist films in my two hundred square foot studio apartment.
1: now you have the time we can you can do the director's cut of I, herb Lorraine
0: I could um I definitely could, but I'll right finally now get that out there number one priority is getting everything on youtube and then i can I can go exactly. into a, go into herb mode um. Mm-hmm. One thing that was kind of funny today was that um I don't know if you saw this on Twitter, I was playing Smash and I was doing the uh, you can make like a me fighter mm-hmm. and so I made one of myself naturally because yes. why not and mm-hmm. he was wearing like a bear head as like a <laughs> as a hat and then this Butler outfit so this super fancy like oh first, right first album panic at the disco Brenda Neuri looking yep. kind of shit. yeah Daddy
1: like a pretty baby. Yes. Daddy like um, a pretty baby.
0: And I put a picture of it on Twitter and I was like, yo, might send this dude out into the world to fight the coronavirus. And so <laughs> I had to, um, you know, I made lunch after that or I think I made lunch before that. But, you know, mm-hmm. went to the store to buy some wine um, because obviously I need wine if I just lost my job, even if I'm yep. getting it back. So you go to... You gotta, and you con- s- yep. And I slugged back two root beer McGillicuddy shots before this because oh. Richie Richie slugged you- three back on Saturday night before <laughs> so the you gotta episode. Make up for it. So that's my my homage <laughs> to him.
1: And the funny thing is, when you were out today getting the wine, you saw a man in a butler suit and a bear hat. Yeah, fighting, uh, yelling out in the air and punching, saying, "I I, uh, my name is Chicken Bread." I'm fighting Corona. And then he started puking and he started going, whoa, look out, I got diarrhea. There's airborne <laughs> diarrhea. And then...
0: Yeah, it's super weird how you can sort of just manifest those things from, you know, making a character in Smash to seeing a deranged man with a bear head out yep. in the uh, parking lot of a liquor store slash stop and shop slash Walgreens. Right? Um, real eyes, real eyes, real eyes, dude. Dude, real eyes, real eyes, freedom fries. Dude,
1: realize, realize that I uh, I am lonely.
0: Realize, realize, Adam Fry. Realize, realize, oh, oh, Adam you know Fry. You know what? Fries, fries. Freedom fries for Adam Fry. So here's I meant to send this to you. Mhm. But now I'm gonna read it here. Okay. And this makes a lot more sense. So on Thursday the 26th, mm-hmm. Uh, our very dear friend. A lovely man, beautiful human being, super great guy. Friend Adam Fry texted me saying, "So glad you and Rich are doing the podcast. I love it. It feels like I'm hanging out with you guys." So like that's oh, kind of cool. Awesome. So you know, shout mm-hmm. out to Adam Fry.
1: Yep. Uh, Adam Fry, I love you. Realize, realize, Adam Fry, fries, freedom, fries.
0: Adam, if you're listening to this, once this blows over, you gotta yep. come down over here to Boston. We're gonna get a big old bottle of uh, barefoot Moscato. And yeah, fuck yeah, dude! We're just gonna we're just gonna have a time.
1: <laughs> we're then we're gonna go to a an old timey bar and sing Z sh- sh- shanties with all the old patrons.
0: And... Well, hopefully the old patrons are still alive to go oh, to the
1: bar. Dude, no. <laughs> dude. Here's you want to hear a really stupid joke I learned? Yeah. It's as a swear.
0: All right. Well, this I. We've
1: sworn a lot on this show, yeah. so... How, how do you get a nun pregnant? How? You fucker. <laughs> That's it!
0: That's all you gotta do. I propose a toast to that joke. <laughs> um, Kling, cling cling. So, cling clang! So, yeah, so I went out and did some shit. Came back, yeah. was going to play some more Smash, and I was like, wait a minute. What if I make a me fighter and name it COVID-19... Because then I could actually fight it. And that might yeah. be kind of cathartic because it's like I'm going to beat the fucking shit out of this thing. And so yeah. I took a That t- could be
1: cathartic. <laughs> I took Dude, a- is is
0: your Smash
1: just like you go to therapy on Smash and Mario just walks in. You're
0: laying on a bed and Mario's like,
1: so tell me about your childhood.
0: No, please. It's Dr. Mario. <laughs> Doctor, Dude, fucking- Dr. Doctor Mario with the all black outfit and the red tie. He <laughs> so walks in and is like, so. So my boy, tell, so me. tell me
1: about your childhood.
0: <laughs> did you oh to, yes, were you so, and, did you go to church as a young boy?
1: <laughs> your your want to physically defeat the coronavirus is all tied to uh, the way you want to fuck your mother. Now <laughs> he just breaks out like Freud. All right, oh, yeah. Sigmund.
0: <laughs> um, so yeah, posted another. I just have this thread on Twitter. It's like might fuck around and send this guy out to fight the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Next picture is like the pre match thing where it's like Weber versus COVID nineteen and it shows the Mies and I'm like, now it's personal. And then oh, when shit. I and then when even I, been on Twitter today. Then really. when I beat it, I put a picture of the thing that said I won and I was like, get fucked loser. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dude, loser. You and I, I had sent that to off. Megan
0: and she was like, Oh my god and I then sent the the picture of me after I won, I was like, We can all go outside again. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you said we could go outside <laughs> again. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck what you heard. We can go outside.
1: Dude, first thing I'm doing like when this is all over is I'm going out, and I am going to uh, do something.
0: That's very profound, um, because same. Yeah. I'm going to go travel the country and
1: write about my travels with Dean Moriarty.
0: Nice. Um, I just can't wait to, like, go somewhere and not have to feel fucking guilty about it. like Right, re- exactly, like, like I, I don't real, to be, be scared. Real talk, like, I cannot wait for this shit to be over just so I can, like, do something outside and not being like, someone's probably going to judge me. Like, I went on a walk around the block a couple times today and I'm like, someone's going to drive by and be like, get the fucking side, loser.
1: Right, exactly.
0: Or, like, I went to Whole Foods today to go get some wine because you got to hit that sales section. Um, yeah. And I know they were doing this at Trader Joe's, and I guess they're doing it at Whole Foods now. They only let a certain amount of people in the store. Yep. Which is super, super smart, mm-hmm. um, except that, that there's a line outside. And I'm sure they mark it off, like, six feet, because I know they do that at Trader Joe's. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a little rainy this afternoon, and I didn't want to stand outside. So I'm like, you know what? I just drove out here for no reason. I'm just going to go to the liquor store near me. Um, and there was no line there. And hardly Perfect. anyone... Um, and I almost did buy a little six pack of the baby Corona bottles and I would have mm-hmm. drank and drank and all six of them during this podcast out of spite because Amen. now Corona took, took my job,
1: Corona took her gerbs.
0: <laughs>
1: get it, get it, get it.
0: But yeah, it was super weird. Cause like, um, I had sent some emails out when I first, I almost said when I first got to work this morning. When I first opened my computer this morning and signed onto my work email um, Mm -hmm. from the comfort of my bed, I had, like, sent out some emails to people. I was like, hey, um, let me know on this thing so I can get it done to you today, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, this person sent a Google Slides deck with me, and I was like, yeah, if you could do this, this, and this. And then did you have any luck with this? And I was like, oh, yeah, let me check. And then I jumped on this call for um, a meeting, and then got the call from my boss. And so this person was like, yeah, you could do all this for me and this and this. And then I was just like, you know, I'm just not going to say anything for the rest of the day to this person. I'm like, I'll, I'll address this with you tomorrow. Um, so it was super weird just sort of like, I don't want to say ghosting this person, but kind of ghosting this person. Because I'm just mm-hmm. like, well, what do you want me to do? Like technically, you know, technically <laughs> I'm, I'm not working. Um, but then right after the phone call, I was like, I could do this little quick project for this other person where I just have to drop some logos in. Um, so it was super weird cause I just literally got off the phone with my boss learning that I'm temporarily uh, unemployed and then went into doing some work and was like, wow, this, this feels nice. And then I'm like, fuck, (laughs) what is going on?
1: (laughs) Exactly. Right. Just kind of sit there and you're like, oh, okay. I kinda, I kinda get my sick kicks out of ghosting coworkers.
0: Yeah. Right. So then what I was thinking of doing was making a, um, making a diss
1: track against that coworker.
0: No, she's cool, so I wouldn't do a diss track. Um, I wanted to do a little like breakfast burger kind of action. Because um, I had taken some... When I moved, obviously brought a lot of like food that was frozen and stuff that I could just mm-hmm. keep it in the freezer. Um, and I had some ground beef, so I defrosted that over the past two days. Um, tried to make some burgers last night. They came out okay-ish. Mm-hmm. so i was like all right i'm gonna refine this and i want to do a breakfast burger in the morning because i have Ooh. to I, ha- I had to cook the rest of the beef today or else it probably mm-hmm. would have gotten funky but um but so i woke up at like 8 30 and was like there's no way that i can cook all of this and eat it right now because i didn't like feel great because i had mm-hmm. e- eaten a shitload of food yesterday Mm -hmm. Um, And on Saturday, literally all I had was a pretzel So I went for like a day of hardly eating anything And then yesterday ate so much fucking food That I woke up this morning and was like I need to chill Exactly But then as soon as I got off the phone with my boss I was like, well I guess now I have plenty of time today To make this fucking breakfast burger Let's Mm -hmm. make it a brunch burger, why don't we? Exactly Um, So I really got super into this, because what else was I going to do? It's not like I had anything to do. I'm going to go stand in my tiny little kitchen and pretend like I'm on a cooking show. Um, and I so, remember the
1: last time I really got into ground beef. Yeah? Yeah, I got made fun of a lot for it.
0: Would you put your dick in it or something? Yeah. I don't know if okay. you were joking or being serious. I'm So, I'm just, that hmm.
1: was the joke that was implied. Okay. <laughs> and so... <laughs> i'm gonna I'm gonna have to talk to you about like recognizing
0: comedy, hey man, I don't know I mean some people are passionate about meat. what can I say um
1: exactly dude
0: <laughs> meat is murder oh. <laughs> let me just
1: say I murdered that
0: meat speaking of of meat, what's your yes. ideal lean to fat ratio? I feel like we've had this conversation before, <clears throat> but I wanna know
1: I am usually either an eighty five fifteen or a ninety ten
0: okay So this beef that I had that my mom got me was ninety three seven.
1: Ooh, okay. Oh yeah. So very lean. So you're not getting a lot of juices.
0: It is not great. (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Put it
0: that way. I made like two burgers for dinner last night, and one of them I just forgot to season before I cooked it, and it was just like. Bland as hell. And then I did season the other one, and I was like, "All right, this is a noticeable improvement." But so when I did this, and they were kind of thick, you know, I yeah, they were both like quarter pound burgers, I think. But for the breakfast or the brunch burger, I wanted to do something like a super thin, almost like a smash burger. Oh yeah. But I don't have cast iron, and I don't have a very thick spatula that I can press down. So mm-hmm. I s- I sandwiched it between two little plates and compressed oh, yeah. it until it was super thin. So oh, it was like nice. a really thin, like almost like sausage patty, but it was ground beef. Fried mm-hmm. it up over a bed of onions that I had cooked up.
1: Ooh, okay. So
0: we getting fancy. So I cooked up some onions, yeah. cooked the burger on top of it. It was super thin. I wish I made it a little bit bigger because it shrunk. I didn't plan for shrinkage because we never, yep. we never planned for shrinkage on the show. Um,
1: well, I do. That's why... That's why I, I, I take a lot of, uh, what they call it a Spanish fly. Ah, yes, oh so yes, oh so yes, oh so yes.
0: It helps my performance. That reminds me, I wish I had a pen and paper to write that down, but I'll get to it. Um, so, made the burger, mm-hmm. had that ready. Um, yesterday morning, <clears throat> I actually met my mother in Sturbridge, I think? She wanted to mm-hmm. drop some stuff off. I had plates that I ordered that came in super late. So, like, I finally have real plates. Oh, nice. Um, and just some other food. So, she, whenever she gives me food or, like, I meet up with her, she always gives me bagels from this place in, our, um, in Newtown, Connecticut called mm-hmm. Bagel Delight, which is run by this old, old woman named Eunice. Ah, oh, Eunice. She is the sweetest woman ever. And the bagels are incredible. So every time I get some Bagel Delight bagels, even though I'm not in Newtown, always loving it. So I had mm-hmm. a whole wheat everything bagel from there. Mm-hmm. Burger on it. Took some of the onions that I cooked the burger on. Threw it on the burger. Cheese over the onions. Oh, it, shit. Ooh, encapsulates okay. Encapsulates it. Uh, and then I threw it in my toaster under the broiler to get the cheese melting a bit. All right. uh, real I,
1: quick, I have to go clean up. I just, I just came. Yeah, my my penis just spit out, dude. That's not even. Spit.
0: That's not even the end of it. Then I fried up a fucking egg. Uh,
1: how do you, how do
0: you feel about runny eggs? By the way,
1: um, I'm I'm so I'm I've never been a fan of runny eggs. I'm not okay. a big runny egg fan. I usually, if I go to a place, I'll usually get like a. If I'm getting eggs at a breakfast spot, I usually do scrambled. Yeah. Or I'll do something like a uh, like a breakfast sandwich where they they usually cook it like over hard or yeah. over medium. Over medium, I'm okay with can't do over easy or sunny side but i can either do i think yeah i could usually do either over hard um scrambled or in a sandwich
0: i was never a big runny egg person it really freaked me out there was actually a time in my what my life where i don't know what was with it i could eat eggs totally fine but if i looked at it while i was eating it i would gag So, if I was eating, like, a bacon, egg, and cheese, and I was looking at it while I was eating it, I would, like, get nauseous just, like, looking at it. I don't know. I don't fucking know why, because I'm not that way anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, But so, like, within the past month, I was like, you know what? I'm ready to kind of, like, give runny eggs a shot. And I'm not, like, a sunny-side-up kind of guy. Like, that's a little too Mm -hmm. runny for me, but, like, a nice, you know, over-medium. Yeah. Maybe a little medium-rare, you know? (laughs) So, I had a nice little medium-rare fried egg on top of the burger. Mm-hmm. And then I topped it off with some of this Cholula green pepper sauce. which Ooh, is, okay. This is, that a,
1: is, is that a tapatia or Cholula?
0: It's Cholula.
1: Um, Fuck yeah, Cholula. Let's go, mommy. Cholula, I love you so much. Yay, 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 yay.
0: It's jalapeno and poblano peppers. This shit is gold, oh, even yes. though it's green. Um, mm-hmm. So I put that on there, and holy shit, this was oh, so damn. fucking good.
1: <laughs> and you put that all on your burger?
0: I put it on top of the egg, Oh. which was on top of the burger. Oh, okay. In between two halves of a delicious bagel. Um,
1: I had uh, one of my favorite burgers is at this place, D- uh, Mary Steam Cheeseburgers in New Bedford, Mass. Uh, with my buddy uh, Joao. Yeah. He has a Portuguese name. I love that name, Joao. It sounds, like a, like, like, Joao, Joao? Wor- sounds like a car going by.
0: Actually, I worked with a Joao in New York. He was a cool yep, guy.
1: It sounds, it, João sounds like a, like a car that's going by Wicked Fast. João. João. I mean, João. But, yeah, so, uh, me and my buddy, uh, João went to go get burgers before, uh, we played a gig, and I had a breakfast burger, and it was a burger with a sausage patty on top, uh, fried egg, Ooh. and then a maple bacon Syrup.
0: Oh shit! That sounds good. So
1: it was like a bacon-infused maple syrup on top, Mm. and I came. Yeah. In that restaurant, they had to, they had to throw me out. I also, I also, yep. I was also just kicked out of an Olive Garden because I exposed myself.
0: (laughs) Is that why you have all those Olive Garden breadsticks in your fridge? Yes, (laughs) because I was
1: like, look at my breadstick, look at my breadstick. And they're like, sure,
0: we'll give you fifty breadsticks, but you have to never come here again.
1: And then I started a scene. They were like, hey, I was like. When you're here, you're family. I can go take a shower and walk around naked if I want to. This is my goddamn house as well. Roll and they did not tide. like that. Roll tide. There was a uh, so Larry the Cable Guy is not a man that I respect no. nor uh, condone like, his behavior. condone his comedy. But uh, there was one joke he ever made which was really good, and he he said something like, "Now I love I like Olive Garden." That's my little guy. I like I like go to Olive guard because they say when you're here, you're family. Last time I went, they made they told my cousin he was a piece of crap and made him cut the lawn. And I was all like, that was that's a good that's a good joke. I'll give him that. But he is, I don't get I don't get him.
0: No, um, I just recently watched the newest um Tom Segura special.
1: Oh okay. What what are your thoughts? Because I also just saw it as well.
0: I thought it was good. Nothing really. Yeah. I did watch it over the course of two days, so I didn't do it in one sitting. Maybe that yep. detracted. But, like, I wasn't, like, I liked it. I mean, Tom Sigar was a great comedian. But just mm-hmm. nothing really, like, really blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to compare it to the most recent Mike Birbiglia special.
1: Oh, yes, which, which was also amazing.
0: Which was, it was the one with the couch. That whole monologue about the couch. I forgot what it was called. Yes, um, and
1: uh, is that the one where he talks about being a father and all the yep. stuff
0: falls? Dude. When that happened, and he had his like meltdown after that, yep. I had to turn it back and watch the whole thing again. It was so he's funny.
1: So he, so Mike Birbiglia, I would have to say, is my favorite comedian now.
0: He's a um, he's an incredible storyteller. Just like the way he does everything yep. is. Really, Thank God for
1: jokes yeah. is Mastitude. so good. Um, was it my 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 girlfriend's boyfriend? <laughs> All of his stuff is just awesome, but I like Tom Segura as well. I, I so I'm not I'm not a huge fan of just like eh, hey, shock comedy. I'm just gonna yeah. say I'm gonna say sixty nine and come every every chance <laughs> I get. So that's why I like Mike Birbiglia because he doesn't usually do that. But um yeah I love every once in a while I'll be like I just kind of want to watch some raunchy comedy. Yeah. So I'll throw on Tom Segura. I, I do I, re-
0: I um, do like Tom Segura because it's not like ridiculously crazy. Yeah. But it's you know it's it's enough. So it's a good like middle of the road. Um,
1: yep. Burt Kreischer is also really good. I just wanted to put on a shirt.
0: Yeah, I, wa- I, s- I watched five minutes of his most recent special that just came out.
1: Which was uh, Hey, Big Boy.
0: Yeah, and I was like, you know yep. what? I'm not in the right mood for this right now. <laughs>
1: yeah, that has to be like something that you start at like midnight.
0: Yeah, like, it's got to right. be like a late night yeah. thing. If, and it's so weird because some... even like the latest Bill Burr special, I started it and was like, this just isn't like doing it for me. Yeah, because it's like... i'll I'll watch a lot of specials for comedians that i used to really really like who are totally Mm -hmm. raunchy and crazy but now it's just like i feel like they're just complaining about like oh yeah and you can't say this and you can't say that and it's 2020 and here's this and i'm like just talk about fucking what happened to uh the roast of the city of philadelphia bring that shit back oh yeah that was awesome
1: I just started uh, Mark Maron's new special. Ooh, um, I watched and, that
0: one as well, and I yeah, loved it. I love Mark. Maron. I,
1: I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I, I, I stopped after I had to stop just because I was going to going to bed and I was like passing out. But um, the part when he was talking about yeah, you gotta start taking turmeric.
0: You, yeah, yeah. You, you take turmeric. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, yeah. for uh, it's for inflammation, like that. That's what really inflammation
0: good. wears general
1: general everywhere but you gotta take black pepper to activate it like that <laughs> stuff um another great comedian you should really watch is taylor tomlinson Interesting. she just had her debut netflix special called quarter life crisis
0: oh i um, think i've she, seen that one around she is
1: uh as of right now so fortune feemster has always been my favorite female comic yeah. i've always loved fortune feemster taylor tomlinson is now my favorite female comic um because i just love her delivery and her comedy so much. She does a really great way of telling stories. And, yeah, she's great. Um, who else? Um, if you really like kind of niche and weird comedy and kind of – I would call him almost like a surrealist comedian. James A. Caster. I don't know if you've ever oh, said I've, I've watched some of his I've, some
0: of, I've watched some of his stuff on Netflix. He um, has a
1: series called Repertoire, and it's four specials. Yeah, that's what that I watched. Taped and, oh, my God, he's so funny. He, he does some really funny stuff. I mean, especially we talk about Twister and Flirty Twister is a really good topic to talk about.
0: Um, so speaking of Netflix, and this was a sidebar that I wanted to get on before because before you mentioned Spanish Fly, um, <clears throat> which I will equate to gas station erection pills. Yes. And I saw a meme the other day that was if gas station erection pills were a human being and it was a picture of america's favorite tiger breeder joe exotic you want to talk about <laughs> yes. you want to talk about tiger king Richie? cuz let me tell you yep you, well, uh, you said you just started it
1: i uh, i just started the second episode okay so um i've been seeing all the memes and everything so um yeah no don't spoil it for me because i'm I still i, I
0: don't... mean
1: my brother and his girlfriend are also watching it so i've also had to leave the room yeah to like no i don't watch it but yeah
0: I do the best I can, not to spoil anything, um, okay. but I, I have watched the whole thing. I watched it in, like, three days. Oh, man. Um, it was requested by our friend, Elena Friedman. I think I mentioned this on uh, yep. episode Elena, 6. Elena, I love you. Episode 6.5, shout out. Today, actually, yeah. today is our friend I think, when we first became Facebook friends. Um, So, that's fun.
1: Yep, I know they watch the show, and I love them, so... Uh, Yeah, Elena, you're the best
0: Yeah, shout out We, so again, we
1: started out hating each other, but now we, <laughs> we kind of like each other
0: Uh, So a couple of years ago, for our little friendiversary thing We went to the Courier, got like super dressed up, went and looked at the art and they Oh, that's had, awesome They uh, Snapchatted me today saying, hey, happy friendiversary And I was like, yo, once society goes back to normal, we're going to the fucking MFA I'll raincheck check you so now we have it not only in writing but we have it on audio so Elena Friedman Perfect. let's yep. go to the MFA and mm-hmm. get fancy and go look at art. Yep. Um I
1: I need to take you to the Harvard Museum of Natural History. Ooh. You would absolutely love it. They have this whole section of glass flowers. Oh, um, cuz about so like cool. Yeah, it was this cuz they wanted to like for botany students they wanted to uh, have something tangible to be hold, held in the classroom all the time and if nothing's really in season or perennials, perennials yeah. and stuff so they have this guy and his son just hand blow glass and just make glass flowers oh it's amazing and they have a bunch of rocks Ooh. and in taxidermy animals that you can take a look at and stuff it's really cool
0: so speaking of animals let's bring it back to tiger king really quickly even though okay. you're even though you're super early in the show um, yeah And shit gets crazy, but I'll leave it at that. Yeah. From the first episode, I was so freaking hooked. Because it is just so crazy that this is all a real thing that was occurring in the United States recently. Exactly. Like, recently. Mm -hmm. Um, And...
1: Fun fact, I don't know if you know this, but Doc Antle uh does a uh, big cat show at uh, King Richard's Fair in Carver Mass Wait, uh, are he's you been doing serious? it for 27 years. And so they actually did the big like Facebook post about like, hey that's Doc Antle and he shows up with big cats and he does a big cat show and I'm like, oh my God, now I have to go to now we have to go to King Richard's Fair this year and go do that. Have you ever been to a Renaissance Fair?
0: It has been a long, long time. I would enjoy it a lot more at 24 than I did maybe when I was like 13 or Dude, younger. Dude, <laughs> we gotta
1: we gotta get a bunch of friends and go and just get drunk off of mead and eat fucking turkey legs all day. Have you ever had mead? Uh, I've never had mead. I've always wanted to brew mead. Yeah, uh, but I, I'd also like to brew cider.
0: I had mead once uh, at a mm-hmm. bar in New York, and it was pretty good. It was it was very interesting. <clears throat> I um I had it after I tried absinthe for the first time. Ooh, so I had absinthe. Like real absinthe? Yeah, real absinthe done the right way and then mead. So it wasn't it was a bar trip of firsts and it was pretty good. I have to try it again. I wasn't like crazy about it. Mm-hmm. Um but I wasn't in the right. It's the right... honey, I believe, right? It's Yeah, it's like honey? a honey, it's like a honey wine. Ooh, okay. Um, yeah. It was definitely interesting. So mm-hmm. um where was I going with this? First of all, I don't know how far you've gotten into Doc Antle's story on the show only starting episode two not Um, really
1: uh so this is i know he likes to walk around and he likes to ride elephants a lot that's all i can get
0: from it so this isn't really a spoiler more of just an observation he Mm -hmm. creeps me the fuck out um like with joe you know he's this flamboyant you know super openly homosexual Mm -hmm. tiger breeder, cowboy musician, I guess. Yep. (laughs) Musician. By the way, this isn't addressed in the documentary, but addressed elsewhere. Mm -hmm. That's not him singing on his songs. What's that? You know, did they get into his music yet? No, not yet. Okay, so this doesn't, this this just, it happens a lot in the show. He has music that he puts out Mm -hmm. and music videos, and the music videos are fucking hilarious. But here's the thing. Oh, yes. It's not him singing, but he says it's he says it's him. So you sort that sort of gives you a vibe of what this guy's all about. So you know yep. it's just kind of like methy behavior. You know it's oh just, perfect you know, yep. whatever. So like that's understandable. I listened to this true crime podcast where panhandle behavior, methy behavior is like a common occurrence. So like I'm used to that. Doc mm-hmm. Antle legitimately creeps me out because he is like a groomer and is like super weird. So. A groomer, um, as
1: in like predatory.
0: Yeah, he's he's super predatory. Like, oh, I haven't creepy. even got
1: into that yet, so I'm gonna yeah. figure that out. Yeah, oh, that's shit. all I'm gonna
0: say about it. But he's just a creep. So like, like Joe Exotic intrigues me, but also like freaks me out because he'd probably blow my brains out, um, right? Just for whatever. But like, yep, I feel Doc like Antle, I feel like
1: Joe Exotic would find you and shoot you and Doc Gantle, like something will if you say something bad about him like. You'll just notice like weird things just start happening around you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then like, I'll get my body like the dissolved mafia. in a
0: tub of lye. So, exactly. Um, but yeah, super interesting. And I, the memes, the memes are so funny. Um, I saw a Letterkenny
1: was... meme uh, and it's like, Carol Baskin fed her husband a tigers. <laughs> and then it's, uh, then it's Squirrely Dan from Letterkenny going, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really good. Um, apparently there are now uh, pictures surfacing of both Carol Baskin and Doc Antle helping Britney Spears at the VMAs when she did her performance with all like the big cats oh, and stuff. Oh shit! Yeah, and like Carol Baskin sitting right next to her, and she's like, "Oh shit, Britney!"
0: That's crazy. I love um,
1: Britney Spears. Yeah, she's, she's pretty great. cool.
0: Yeah. Um, but I was telling another friend about this. Like, Tiger King came at the perfect time because netflix is like hey here's this docu-series it's like what seven episodes you can get through it hella quickly yeah about tiger breeders and people who run big cat parks in america Mm -hmm. and that sounds cool but here's the thing it's Mm -hmm. off the fucking walls and so it's like all right i'm listening Mm -hmm. oh by the way here's a global pandemic y'all gotta stay in your houses you should and watch, you watch. You should watch this show, and then when you're done, because you have nothing else to do, you can make a lot of really funny memes out of it.
1: <laughs> exactly. You know what? Also, I watched actually for the first time all the way through last night. Liar, liar.
0: Oh wow, that's an old one I haven't heard of in a long time. Um, it's, I don't uh, like, Is that Frankie Muniz? Uh,
1: no. no, it's Alex D. Linz. Okay. As a little kid, and oh, Jim Carrey.
0: Jim Carrey. I was thinking of um, Big Fat Liar.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. But this one is, it's, I mean.
0: <laughs> Yo, shout out to Big Fat Liar.
1: <laughs> I don't think I was ever a fan of Ace Ventura. Or, like, so I was kind of weary about, like, Jim Carrey. Like, yeah. 90s Jim Carrey. Like, I, especially in 90s, I went more towards, like, in terms of, like, 90s comedies, like the Sandler 90s comedies. Yeah. Um, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Stuff, uh, like SNL stuff and other stuff like that. So I never really got into like Jim Carrey in the 90s comedy. Yeah. So it, I I I liked it. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't good. I I was just kind of like, "Oh, this exists. It's a movie and it's a film. It's about a guy who for one whole day can't lie." So uh yeah, his physicality was there. There were some jokes that I really loved and that worked really well, but uh yeah. Other than that, I was like, okay.
0: What you should—that's cool. What you should do is look up. Um, it's a show called In Living Color. Oh yes,
1: I love In Living Color. Yeah, Jim Carrey. S- Jim Carrey was on time.
0: a lot of sketches, and like, yeah. that was I think that was definitely he like was pre Fire Marshal Bill. Yeah, B- Fire Marshal yeah. Bill Burns. That was definitely probably like pre-fame Jim Carrey. Yep. Um So that that Jim Carrey, I love. Like some of that shit is crazy funny.
1: Yeah. Did you know he auditioned for SNL?
0: Really, yeah. Oh, it, maybe I've seen his audition tape, or I'm thinking of someone else. Mm-hmm. uh
1: I also sent. Did I? I don't know if I sent it to you, but there's a really great mockumentary that um, came out in the '70s. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's called The Ruddles, and it was made by Eric Idle of Monty Python, and it's mm. um, it's a mockumentary on basically like the Beatles, but they're called the Ruddles, and the members are like Nasty, Stig, uh, and like other stuff, and. First of all, they, they recreate sort of like the Beatles music, like their yeah. own way, and they sound just like them. And they basically do it. George Harrison uh, has a cameo in it. He plays like oh, a new really? reporter. Um, they interview like Mick Jagger, Paul Simon. And the, the most fun bits are of like Eric Idol he plays the Paul, but yeah. he also plays like the announcer that's like walks through. He's like. And then, going to the, you know I mean, kind of like, in kind of documentaries, like, people that, like, walk kind of through a scene. Yeah. But, oh, man, he just does, does a great job of it. And I, I, I don't know if I sent it to you. I don't think so. check and see if or I did.
0: if you did, please send it again. Oh, it yes, sounds... I
1: did. I sent it to you last night at 9.01 p.m.
0: Was this on Bookface? Oh, yeah. You said, please watch this. Okay. Yeah. I'll watch that tonight.
1: Yeah, it's, it, you'll, you'll laugh your ass off. It is, it's really good and really funny. Um, Paul Innes and he plays oh, the John cool. and instead of marrying like a Yoko uh, he marries uh, what's her name like Ava something <laughs> it is like whose who's father was responsible for World War 2 she wears like full Nazi regalia everything. Oh instead of a bed in they have a shower in and the water's running on them <laughs> and they're like talking uh, it was like uh, Barry the Ringo also staged a bed in but it was to uh, commit tax fraud or like tax evasion <laughs> or something like that it was really funny uh, but yeah, it was really good stuff um, Also, um, it's now You'll be able to start seeing it soon I just watched it uh, Between Me and My Mind Okay. Is a great documentary about Trey Anastasio of Fish um, And his uh, recording of his la- his latest solo album And getting ready for the Baker's Dozen shows At Madison Square Garden They're the first band at Madison Square Garden To do 13 nights straight holy shit. Of shows and they, they usually do two weeks of shows every year but this year they did a baker's dozen and they actually had like a special donut that was like released every day of it which was oh really i think cool. i heard about that um, actually yeah he so i'm a big fish head deadhead everything i just watched a dead concert this morning okay to get energized
0: so, believe it or not what are the chances mm-hmm. of my mom calling me again right now so oh yeah um We'll be back in a second, or Richie could just talk about whatever he wants for a little bit, and then we'll cut out the audio, so be Talk right, about you. what
1: for a little bit? What do I have to talk about?
0: Whatever you want.
1: All right. All right, guys. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to recite some poetry for you guys, all right? So let's do it. I'm going to pull out my big book of contemporary American poetry, and I'm going to read some Allen Ginsberg for you, okay? So here we go. Let me first pull up Allen Ginsberg here. Allen Ginsberg, Ginsberg, Ginsberg. Ginsburg, 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 Ginsburg. Ginsburg. Here we go. All right, so I'm gonna pull up uh, some Allen Ginsberg for you, and we're gonna go from there. So I'm going to uh, recite some poetry for you. All right, so let's see. I gotta find a real, kind of a, a good one to do that's not too long but I'll go ahead and recite uh, that for you so this uh, poem is called um, my sad self this was this is a poem dedicated to Frank O'Hara alright so we'll go ahead and do that alright sometimes when my eyes are red I go up on top of the RCA building and gaze at my world Manhattan my buildings streets I've done feats in lofts beds cold water flats on 5th Ave below, which I also bear in mind, it's ant cars, little yellow taxis, men walking the size of specks of wool, panorama of the bridges, sunrise over Brooklyn machine, sun go down over New Jersey where I was born and Patterson where I played with ants, my later loves on 15th street, my greater loves of Lower East Side, my once fabulous amours in the Bronx fairway, paths crossing in these hidden streets, my history summed up, My absences and ecstasies in Harlem, sun shining down on all I own, And one eye-blink to the horizon in my last eternity. Matter is water. Sad. I take the elevator and go down, pondering, and walk on the pavements, staring into all man's plate-glass faces, questioning after who loves, and stop, bemused, in front of an automobile shop window, standing lost in calm thought. Traffic moving up and down 5th Avenue blocks behind me, waiting for a moment when... Time to go home and cook supper and listen to the romantic war news on the radio. All movement stops. And I walk in the timeless sadness of existence. Tenderness flowing through the buildings, my fingertips touching reality's face, my, my own face streaked with tears in the mirror of some window at dusk. Or I have no desire for bonbons or to own the dresses or Japanese lampshades of intellection. Confused by the spectacle around me, man struggling up the street with packages, newspapers, ties, beautiful suits toward his desire, man, woman, streaming over the pavements, red lights clocking hurried watches and movements at the curb, and all these streets leading so crosswise, honking lengthily by avenues, stocked by high buildings or crusted into slums through such halting traffic. Screaming cars and engines so painfully to this countryside, this graveyard, this stillness on deathbed or mountain. Once seen, never regained or desired in the mind to come. Where all Manhattan that I've seen must disappear. That poem was written by Allen Ginsberg in New York, October 1958. Real quick, I'd like to see if um, they included any... um, uh, where I I would put, um, some other beats, poets, uh, maybe some Kerouac. I maybe, uh, Weber could put some, uh, smooth jazz underneath, underneath this for me. Maybe some, some, like, Steve Allen style so I kind of feel like Kerouac myself. Let's see. I'll do another Allen Ginsberg. I'm a big fan of Allen Ginsberg. So... This is from his epic poem, Howl. For Carl Solomon One I saw the best minds of my generation destroyed by madness, starving hysterical naked, dragging themselves through the streets at dawn looking for an angry fix, angel-headed hipsters burning for the ancient heavily connection to the starry dynamo in the machinery of night, who, poverty and tatters and hollow-eyed and High sat up smoking in the supernatural darkness of cold water flats floating across the tops of cities contemplating jazz. Who bared their brains to heaven under the L and saw Mohammedan angels staggering on tenement roofs illuminated. Who passed through universities with radiant cool eyes hallucinating Arkansas and Blake-like tragedy among the scholars of war. Who were expelled from the academies for crazy and publishing obscene odes on the windows of the skull. Who cowered in unshaven rooms and underwear, burning their money in wastebaskets and listening to the terror through the wall. Who got busted in their public beards, returning through Laredo with a belt of marijuana for New York. Who ate fire in paint hotels or drank turpentine in Paradise Alley, death or purgatory their tersos night after night. With dreams, with drugs, with waking nightmares, alcohol and cock and endless balls. Incomparable blind streets of shuddering cloud and lightning in the mine leaping toward poles of Canada and Patterson, illuminating all the motionless world of time between. I'm almost done, Weber. Peyotes. uh, Peyote solidities of halls. Backyard green tree cemetery dawns. Wine drunkenness over the rooftops. Storefront burrows of tea head joyride neon blinking traffic light. Sun and moon and tree vibrations in the roaring winter dusks of Brooklyn, ashcan rantings and kind king light of mind. That's from the poem "Howl" by uh, Allen Ginsberg. Um, written in, uh, do I have it? The the date there. I believe this was written in the late 50s. I believe maybe 1958, 59. Um, this comes from the great the Vintage Book of Contemporary American Poetry. Um, so yeah, I love this book. It's great to really read. Um, contemporary american poetry um, what's, it, what's the title again the vintage book of contemporary american poetry it's actually a uh this was my textbook for my poetry writing workshop Ooh. and i i rented it then but then i ended up buying my own copy of it just because i love the poems in this book
0: um I maybe is it like a is it a whole textbook or is it all just poetry
1: yeah so it's a whole textbook but it's it's basically just okay. let me just put poems down um usually there's um there's a quick little. About each author and then they just let you read the poetry interesting for their um one of my favorite poets in, is in here gary snyder mm-hmm. um he is a zen buddhist living in i believe oregon and so he writes a lot of poetry about uh his son and his wife um which is really cool but yeah so yeah i love this book um uh, maybe weber could put some like instrumental jazz non royalty free jazz under what i was reciting earlier yeah just dude, so that maybe. we can do that perfect
0: Maybe I'll, I'll record some little jazz riffs on bass or something.
1: Oh, that would be great. Just doom 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 doom. Do, do. Um do, 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 do. What
0: are your thoughts on Bukowski? Are you a Bukowski fan?
1: Um I feel like uh I'm not I've never really been a huge Bukowski fan. Mm. Uh, mainly cuz his his name sounds pretty much like Bukaki.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. that yes, yeah. that's, that's the reason why? <laughs>
1: yep, yeah, that is exactly the reason. Not not his I feel like I feel like he's very much that sort of woe is me why don't you love me I've loved you basically he's a simp and I don't like simps. <laughs> Bukowski was the OG simp and it's a very toxic mindset to be in that's why I used to really like hobo Johnson but then I really like listened to him and I was like oh, okay you're you're like yeah
0: like the what I appreciated about hobo Johnson was just that his style was kind of like it was very him. Yes. And it was just like, you, you hear it and you're like, this is this one specific person. Mm-hmm. But from like a musical perspective and just like a voice thing, I, I could never do it.
1: Yep, like his, I don't like his lyrics. It's very much like, I did all this shit for you, now you have to love me. <laughs> like, no, that's not how life works, bitch. You know?
0: Oh, so speaking of music and things that we do and don't like. Mm-hmm. When I was driving, um, again, so I drove to Whole Foods today, saw that they were doing their quarantine lineup outside and was like you know Mm -hmm. what i don't want to wait in that line i'm gonna go somewhere else where i don't have to be around so many people Mm um i was flipping through the radio stations on my radio and i came across this one station that was just playing what sounded like very avant-garde jazz oh perfect and i forgot the name of the station i took a video at one point of i think the title of it Mm -hmm. um but it was a it was based out of cambridge i think maybe it was like an mit radio station or something Mm -hmm. But it was this guy who was just playing all this really weird, like, improvised, like, borderline avant-garde jazz. And I listened to it. It's, like, maybe, like, 15 minutes from my apartment to Whole Foods. So I did 15 Mm -hmm. minutes and then, you know, maybe, like, 10 from Whole Foods to the place that I went. And then another, like, Mm -hmm. 3 to 5 from the uh, liquor store to my apartment. Mm-hmm. So like a solid half an hour of just listening to this, it was oh, awesome. Wow. So here's my proposal, Richie. If I was to acquire a shipping container full of various narcotics, would you like to take them all and then start an avant-garde jazz group with me?
1: Uh, I wouldn't like to take them all, but I'll take some. Okay. And uh, instead of let's instead of doing avant-garde jazz, how about we do um, uh, experiment, experimental prog rock?
0: Okay, I can get behind that.
1: I'm going to send you a bunch of uh, uh, music from this uh, band Gong. Okay. you've ever heard Gong. I don't believe Um, so. They they were a um, proto-experimental prog psychedelic band. And they would only record during full moons on an equinox on a mountain in Spain while while tripping on LSD. And um, they, they created a trilogy of albums called the Radio Gnome Invisible Trilogy um about a uh a protagonist named zero the hero and how he he transcends and he meets um the the witch noni and the uh noni i think Nani, noni whatever noni um yeah and he uh <laughs> <laughs> and the pothead pixies and about his transcendent and all that stuff it's weird but yeah pretty cool
0: interesting yeah i'd be down
1: Okay, perfect. I'll send that to you. Cool. Uh, well, uh, I'm hitting about an hour on my recording here, and I might cut off a little bit. So, I think it's time that we we yeah, call we it a up. night. Hey, yeah. uh, you know
0: what? Episode seven, not too bad. We had a good right. I I've recited some uh, beats poetry some, for you. Some Ginsberg. Uh, Honestly, talked yeah, about some my, um, you know, recent unemployment. and Now we get to document all of that on this episode, this show, which is I actually think that's pretty cool. I, I, I We get getting cool. get to track everything. So. <laughs> it makes good content. Stay,
1: stay unemployed. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. I, I, want, I want you to, I want you to, to stay unemployed and not, not get, do that get, shit. Get fired. Get taken
0: to court. I don't get give fired. a shit. <laughs> Fuck it. All right. On that note, before we hit any technical difficulties, big shout out to everyone listening. Thank you once yep. again. This is shout out to Adam distant. Fry,
1: Elena Friedman. Glenn Stockton uh, Megan Glenn Stockton people whose names we brought up today yes. you guys are great and thank you for supporting us and loving us um once again I just want to give another big shout out to Cody Okonski Cody Okonski um Ooh. I wasn't in the best mindset to do that on Saturday yeah but I mean he was really cool to really sit and talk to um especially coming from a uh, an up-and-coming musician like myself um here's a guy who went through the paces and did everything and it's really yeah, I respect that and he makes some really good music and yeah he's a good boy
0: yeah, so, actually, very pertinent, um, I guess Cody, he announced the, or he, like, put up the, or announced the album cover for uh, their yes. EP on Animal Crossing, so it's like, he had all of the Millington albums that he made in, like, Animal Crossing on his wall in Animal Crossing, mm-hmm. so they're, like, really lo-fi, you can't really tell what they are, Yep. so it's just like, there's an arrow pointing it, and he's like, I wonder when the release date is. So oh, that, shit. That was a super, super interesting and cool way to uh, mm-hmm. to drop an album cover. Topical so, as well. Topical top, as well. 100%. So, shout out to Cody once again. Shout out to everyone we just mentioned. Um, we'll be back tomorrow, probably. Yep. And what else are we going to do? I'm exactly. certainly not doing shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Thanks for coming out. Hope, you had a, hope your Monday was better than mine. Even though my Monday wasn't terrible. It was still pretty... Pretty pretty bland, um, mm-hmm. but you didn't have a brunch burger, so I win. <laughs> um, everyone I didn't have a
1: brunch burger, but we did have. So the reason I brought up Olive Garden stuff is because tonight we did have. Um, my dad made spaghetti meatball and sausage, and like just kind of Italian. And Ooh, I had
0: pasta tonight as well.
1: He uh, his work at Wayner tr- uh, transports a lot of the materials for Olive Garden, so they they use their trucks, but they don't buy like the breadsticks. So he we had, like, Olive Garden breadsticks Ooh. that we we baked and, like, made and stuff, and they were really good because our Olive Garden closed because of my antics. No, I'm kidding. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's here, cool to friendly. have Olive Garden breadsticks again because that's the only thing that they're good for because yes. Olive Garden's head chef was a fucking microwave. I fucking hated it. Sorry. I'm just not a fan of Olive Garden, especially uh, chain Italian yeah. uh, places. You can't, you
0: can't do it. So yeah. on that note, this episode was not sponsored by Olive Garden, but instead was, oh, sponsored, hell no. was sponsored by Fuck Olive Garden International. Amen. And um, you can donate to that at at W-E-B-A-S-A-U-R-U-S underscore on Twitter. <laughs> um, I'll link my Venmo, and I swear to God, it's going to the right place. <laughs> yep. On that note, everyone, hope you all have a good afternoon. I know it's nighttime while we're recording this now, but you'll probably hear it in the afternoon and evening. So if it's the evening tomorrow, have a good night. Stay Stay safe for another episode. Stay safe, stay cool, and stay socially distant. Peace.
1: Amen. Bye-bye.